Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Thursday edition. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. If you do, I think you'll enjoy first couple of hours reacting to the Republican primary debate last night. Vivek Ramaswamy has joined us. Sean Hannity swung by. Search my name, Clay Travis, and or Buck Sexton out. Boom, you can go subscribe. By the way, Buck in Scotland right now. He'll be back on Monday. He and his lovely wife, Carrie, on vacation, uh, as many people are traveling around the country during summer. And we are joined now by one of the men who was on the stage last night for the Republican debate on Fox News. He is former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. And, and Governor, I don't know... If you grew up like I did, maybe you still are a fan of WWE, but I felt like last night you were playing the heel role and I actually thought you played it pretty well. Did you feel a bit like, I don't know, Andre the Giant back in the day walking in when he was about to take on Hulk Hogan? Uh, Andre the Giant or, or the, the, the Iron Sheik or the Executioner. Oh yeah. There's a few of those. There's a few of those possibilities. Like now, you know, look. I knew going in there last night because this isn't my first rodeo that um, if 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 the the issue of Donald Trump came up, I, you know because you've interviewed me a, a number of times before that I'm going to say what I really believe and I'm not going to worry about you know what some folks in the in the audience may or may not do and so um, I felt fine walking in there last night. I felt even better walking out. So here's a question I want to I want to start off something positive. If you had to vote for someone on that stage other than yourself, who have you been impressed by since you started the campaign and said, hey, this guy or this gal, they could be a good president. I would be willing to vote for them. We know you're not going to vote for Trump or don't want to vote for Trump. Uh, but who has actually impressed you so far during the campaign? Well, I got to tell you, part of it is is a bias because um, I know him so well, but I really like Doug Burgum. And, and I think Doug 
has been a really successful governor in North Dakota. Um, his wife, Catherine, is a really solid, smart partner who's done a lot of extraordinary work um, in the drug addiction area. And I think they'd be a, a, a very good first couple. And if I couldn't vote for myself, I would um, – I would love to vote for Doug. I think he's a good man. All right. So let's talk about the debate that happened last night. You really went after Vivek Ramaswamy. Obviously, we know you went after Trump. But let's start with Vivek. What do you think of him? What do you think of his candidacy? Well, look, I think when what offended me is I feel like I was responding to Vivek. You know, when a guy who's who's barely ever voted gets on the stage and says, Everybody but me on this stage is bought and paid for. I don't know how you take him seriously. I mean, you know, you've got folks up there like uh, Tim Scott and Nikki Haley who have done great things for the state of South Carolina and selflessly serve. And Nikki's husband is serving right now in the military and on deployment. Um, Mike Pence, you know, you can like Mike Pence or not like Mike Pence. But the idea that Mike Pence is bought and paid for is ridiculous. Asa Hutchinson is bought and paid for. You know, um, Doug Burgum bought and paid for it. You know, I, I just, I found it offensive and I find it hard. And that's why I used the, 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 um, the phrase I did about chat GPT. He sounds like a guy who's looked up and researched all of the buzzwords that will light somebody up. Strings them all together, says them as, says them as fast as he can, without any type of, you know, thought about what those policies would mean. And so, um, I, I can't take him all that seriously when the first thing he does when he comes up there is accuse the other seven of us of being bought and paid for. When, by the way, there's no evidence of that. And quite to the contrary, he defends Donald Trump, who, you know, his family is on the grift so deep that, um, you know, uh, they're, they're at least in the same league as Hunter Biden. Um, so that's the guy he defends. And the seven of us, um, you know, are, are bought and paid for. So that's my problem with it, Clay. The facts don't back up what he's saying. And that goes with a lot of the stuff that he said last night. And so at one point I was tired of having him beat on me and everybody else on the stage without getting responded to. So, you know, you want to smack me? I'm from Jersey. You smack me, you're going to get a smack or two back. I thought you did a good job, by the way, responding on the UFO question and turning it into an interesting answer about the importance of trust, loyalty, and decency when it comes to leaders and people who are talking to the people that they are attempting to lead. You, and look, part, half of our audience is in favor of Donald Trump. The other half is, is rooting for somebody else right now. You clearly are anti-Trump. At what point do you look around? There were eight people on the stage last night. Trump is not one of them. Trump has obviously opened up a substantial lead. At what point do you look? I'm sure you've read the Wall Street Journal make this argument that there needs to be a a, a thinning of the herd, so to speak, in order for Trump not to win. If your goal is Trump not to be the nominee, at what point do you look around and say, the anti-Trump faction has to coalesce. Are we there? What's that time look like in your mind? 
you know, my goal is to be elected president of the United States, not to see Donald Trump not elected president of the United States. So that's the first thing. Secondly, um, I think there will be a natural coalescing of it. Um, but I think, you know, the Wall Street Journal editorial page trying to force that um, in August of 2023 has never been successful in any race they've tried to do that in or other media folks try to do that in. Um, and it's going to take some time for people to get to know us and for it to become obvious to us as to who they should coalesce behind. But I will say this. You know, I've been in the race for two and a half months. I'm now at 14% in New Hampshire. I'm ahead by five points of Ron DeSantis, who was the far and away front-running challenger um, when he got into this race. He's now in fourth place in New Hampshire. Um, So, you know, I feel like we've made enormous progress um, in just two and a half months. And I will remind you also that these national polls mean absolutely nothing. We don't have a national primary. And the race will change when Iowans vote. The race will change again when the residents of New Hampshire vote. And again, when the residents of South Carolina and Nevada vote. And those first four will call the herd significantly. uh, And we'll see how it goes from there. And I think you might even have, you know, a smaller stage in late September, given that the criteria increase and some of the people who were on stage last night you know, may not make it to uh, to next month. You mentioned the people that you didn't think were bought and paid for uh, in terms of Vivek Ramaswamy going after uh, that allegation that he made last night during the debate. You didn't mention Ron DeSantis. Do you think Ron DeSantis is bought and paid for? Well, what I think is he's rented. I think he's rented by um, big money interests in Florida. Um, you know, you don't raise $83 million in Florida um, and and have that happen uh, and transfer it to your presidential account, then raise more money, more soft money. Um, I, I think that and when you see that that super PAC structure dictates your debate strategy, and we watched last night as he repeated, sometimes effectively, sometimes less effectively, memorized, uh, sound bites from, you know, those those memos. It, the memo is so effective that even Vivek was using the never back down memo. Um, and so, you know, um, I, I, that's what makes me laugh about, you know, Vivek accusing everybody else. Um, and this is a guy, you know, who wrote a book, you know, condemning Donald Trump and his activities on January 6th. Um, and then when I call him on it on the stage last night, he says he never said it. Well, he wrote it in a book, or his ghostwriter wrote it in the book under his name. So, look, I think that Ron has a lot to answer for in terms of the conduct of his super PAC um, and the conduct of you know his own campaign and, the, and their what what appears to be very very close coordination between the two, and that makes everybody a little bit squirrely, I think. You mentioned Vivek, and now he is the ardent, and most ardent, I think it's fair to say, defender of Donald Trump on that stage last night. Is Vivek in your mind, and we just had him on so people can go listen to the interview that we did with him, do you think Vivek is running to beat Trump and become president of the United States, or do you think he's auditioning to be his vice president? I think he's auditioning for something. I don't think 
knowing Donald Trump as well as I do, um, I might have as good a chance to be vice president as Vivek. Um, Donald Trump's not going to pick somebody um, who shoots their mouth off like Vivek did last night in the number two spot. He's going to pick someone who is much more controllable than somebody like Vivek. So I think Vivek may be, you know, uh, auditioning for a cabinet position. I think it would be um, honestly kind of silly for him to be thinking that he'd be picked for vice president over a number of other people that I think the president, the former president, believes he has better relationships with and might be more of his prototypical type of vice president. Remember, Mike Pence was selected as vice president in 2016, and in part because, as he told me at the time, Mike Pence was at a central casting, you know, a quiet um, vice president that would not cause any trouble. I, I don't think anyone could describe Vivek that way. Talking to Chris Christie, he was on the stage last night in Milwaukee. Uh, Governor Christie, when you look now going forward, you mentioned it's only August, though there's another debate in a month. You mentioned some of those people may not be on the stage. One of the things that's going to continue to loom is Trump. And you came on with us before, right as some of the right as the Hunter Biden uh, investigation blew up. And I thought, candidly, your strongest uh, argument all night was that if you were president of the United States, Hunter Biden would be in prison. When you see, and I'm sure you've seen this because it's headlines everywhere, that Fannie Willis is asking for that RICO case to go to trial now, October 23rd. That's basically two months from today. How crazy is that? What do you think this is going to look like? Do you think the odds are, based on your knowledge as a as an assistant, as a district attorney, a state's attorney, sorry, all the time that you spent prosecuting people, do you think Trump is going to be able to avoid these cases going to trial? How many do you think would go to trial between now and Election Day 2024? Well, let me say this. First off, that case is in Atlanta. It's not going to trial in October. Yeah. No shots. No shot. Maybe October of of twenty five. Governor, I asked. I, yeah, I said when the when the October date went up, they didn't put the year. And I asked my staff. I was like, "Are they talking about October of twenty four? Surely she doesn't mean two months from now." So sorry to cut you off, but that was my initial reaction too. I thought it was crazy. There's no shot. Look, I think that there are two cases that have the chance to be tried um, at or before the convention. Uh, the New York case um, and the January 6th case. I think that the classified documents case, which I think is the strongest case against it, um, is going to take time to get people cleared, to review those classified documents, to get a jury selected and all the rest. I have a hard time believing that they'll be able to try that case you know, before the late fall of 2024. So I think the, the your maximum, Clay, would be um, the New York case, which I think very well could happen this spring, not a complicated case, um, and the January 6th case because Donald Trump's the only defendant. And I think that's the reason that Jack Smith did it that way. He didn't plead this big case like Fannie Willis did, because he wanted it to actually have a fast track to trial. So I think that could happen 
anywhere from like for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did spring of um, 24 into the early summer of 24. So I think he's going to be facing two trials, and Republican primary voters have to ask themselves, is that really our best foot forward to beat Joe Biden? That's kind of what I said in my closing last night. Like, you think that Joe Biden and the Democrats are going to be afraid of Donald Trump, who very well could be convicted felon in two different matters before the fall election. And that's who we're saying is our best candidate to put up against Joe Biden. Let's not make this a grudge match. The stakes are too high because, Clay, let me tell you, if the Democrats, if Biden wins, he's going to take the House back. That means we're going to have Supreme Court packing. That means we're going to eliminate the filibuster. This is going to be a cataclysmic loss for the country if we don't nominate someone who can win. Um, and Donald Trump, given what he's facing, and he, there are going to be hearings before trial. He's got to show up in all that stuff. He's out on bail, Clay. You're not allowed not to show up. Um, and that's going to be the circus we're going to be seeing between now and then. And the shame of it is that it is all self-created, all of it. And I can't imagine that Republicans are going to look at that and say, yeah, that's two-time felon. That's our best shot to beat Joe Biden. Joe Biden wants Donald Trump. And if we are dumb enough to give him Donald Trump, we're going to really harm the country. Chris Christie, right off the debate stage, onto the show. Appreciate the time. Clay, always great being on the program. And please tell Buck I said congratulations. Great work. 
for sure. He's having a good time in Scotland, and uh, he and his new bride are continuing to have a great time as well. Thank you, Chris Christie. Start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. You choose your investment about term limit and earn returns from 9 to 12% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. Bonds filed with the SEC, independently audited. You can learn more by downloading their free investment packet at phxonair.com. They're yielding up to 12% annual interest. Investments in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with them, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should self-carefully consider and review all risks involved. Again, visit phxonair.com today for more info. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Listen, load up the phone lines. I'm going to take your calls last half hour of the show. We have done a ton here so far. You just heard from Chris Christie. I'll react to that, then get to some of your calls. You've already heard from Vivek Ramaswamy. You heard everything that I think about the debate so far. Let's all react. I'm going to take your calls, 800-282-2882, coming up next. In the meantime, Innovation Refunds, helping thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. ERC is a tax refund for businesses kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. If you own a business with five or more employees, you could have made it, have money waiting to be claimed. Have you started the application for the ERC but didn't finish it? Innovation refunds can help you finish today, even if you started your filing with another company. Partner with their dedicated team of independent tax attorneys to complete your ERC application with confidence. Innovation Refunds doesn't provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com to see if you qualify. No upfront charges. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Website again, innovationrefunds.com. You can call them to 1-843-REFUNDS. That is 1-843-REFUNDS. Dive into Innovation Refunds today. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. W-O-R. Welcome back in. All right, we're going to let you guys react to close out the show here. You heard what I thought in hour one. I broke down the entire debate. You heard from Vivek Ramaswamy at the top of the second hour. Top of the third hour, you heard from Chris Christie. Oh, by the way, our buddy Sean Hannity, who is in the same studio in New York that I'm in today, or in a studio next to me, next to the one that I'm in in New York today, also swung by and hung out. So what do you guys want to say? Your opportunity now to react on the program begins afresh. And we start with Mora in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. What did you think of Vivek on the show earlier? Hi, good afternoon. Um, I wanted to say it wasn't until your show today that I ever considered would I switch from Donald Trump to Vivek because I, I watched um, the uh, debates um, last night. 
Um, but, and that's basically because I'm, I'm an independent and a woman of faith, and I've always been a Trump supporter. But right out of the gate, when they introduced all of the candidates, Vivek said, um, our country was in the best place ever under Trump, that, that he ran it like a champ. And I love that. And then when the candidates were asked, would you pardon Trump uh, if you were president, his was the first hand up. And then I looked at Ron DeSantis, and he looked to his right, and he looked to his left to see who else had their hand up, and he snuck his hand up at the very last second. So at that moment, Ron kind of lost my interest altogether. And Vivek, I'm really looking at him now, not because I don't think Donald would be a great president, but I don't know what's going to happen with everything going on with Donald. Uh, Maybe Vivek would be my second choice. Um, but now I'm looking at that because he is younger and he always uh, followed Trump. Like, I think he liked everything Trump does business-wise. Um, so I just wanted to say that, that until this show, I hadn't considered whether I'd switch over or not. Thank I think you. he'd be an excellent candidate. Thank you for the call. Vivek killed it. I'm going to be honest with you. He was incredible, I think, as a candidate at the top of the second hour of the program today. I thought he was great directly addressed for the first time, at least I've heard, and I know people are on the campaign trail, they're talking about things all the time. I hadn't heard him say, Vivek said that he thinks Trump was the best president of the 21st century, but that he didn't surround himself with the best advisors, and he thinks he can be a better president than Trump was by building off what Trump did. Basically, he can be a more effective version of Trump. That is what he believes. Uh, that's what Vivek told to us. Uh, and I encourage all of you to go listen it, listen to uh, that interview uh, on podcast. You can go download it. If you didn't already, I think it will be intriguing for you to check out. Bud in Syracuse, New York. What do you think? How are you doing? Excellent. Um, Christy does not speak for us up here. He has no prayer here. We're all Trump, and DeSantis is second for sure. Nobody's whacked out that I know of that's stuck on one person. Thanks for the call. I, I thought that was interesting from Christy, and I want you to be able to hear the opinions. I don't. When people share their real opinions, I'm not going to argue with them. When I feel like people aren't telling you an answer to a question, if you listen to Pence, that's when I really argue. So if DeSantis or uh, if uh, if Chris Christie or Vivek Ramaswamy, if they come on and they have a different opinion than me, and you will hear regularly these guys have, as they should, different opinions than me and you and everybody else, I don't begrudge people sharing their different opinions. I thought what was most interesting about Chris Christie was that he actually went after Trump and DeSantis. Did you note when he said all the people that he didn't think were bought and paid for on that uh, on that stage and, and part of the interview, and he left out DeSantis, and I circled back around, and he said, well, DeSantis may not be bought and paid for, but he's rented? That's a pretty aggressive attack. Now, he also went after Trump and said that the Trump family is dirty like the Biden family is dirty. I don't personally believe that. I think the Biden crime family is far dirtier, far dirtier than anybody on the Republican side of the equation, period. But Chris Christie is allowed to say that he thinks the Trump family and the Biden family are similarly corrupt. 
That's his position. That's his opinion. I disagree with it, but I think he can make that claim uh, because that's what he's running on. Tom in Avon, Indiana. Tom, what My you got arms? for us? Yeah, you're here. Clay, um, I think Christie was right about one thing. He was right that uh, Trump can't win a national election. He's great. I know he's leading by big amounts, but I think we all need to coalesce around Ron. Ron DeSantis is my pick. I like Vivek, but he can't win a national election against the Democrats. Why do you he's think, by, by the way, just, just a question. I understand the argument for DeSantis that he can win a national election. Why do you think right. Vivek couldn't win? He can't win because he's not well-known enough. He doesn't. Nikki Haley got him on for He's not well enough addressed on foreign policy. She was right about something when she came back on him. Uh, there's no way that he could win a national election against a top Democrat. Uh, Ron DeSantis is the guy we've got to coalesce around. He's the only guy that can beat Biden of this bunch. Okay. I appreciate the call. Uh, there certainly are DeSantis people that believe that's true. I would submit to you, I actually think if Vivek were the nominee, I actually think he'd be a pretty good candidate. Uh, can you imagine Vivek Ramaswamy on the same stage with Joe Biden? If Biden were actually the nominee, that would be the biggest intellectual mismatch maybe in American presidential debate history. Whatever you think about Vivek, the guy is 38 years old and nearly a billionaire because he is so good at business. Joe Biden couldn't work as a Walmart greeter. That would be utter evisceration. I actually think that Vivek would have to worry about coming off as too smart compared to Joe Biden, which I don't even know if we've had to worry about something like that before, but that debate stage would be an embarrassment. I think Trump would lacerate and obliterate uh, Joe Biden. I think DeSantis would. I think Nikki Haley would. Circling back around, I thought Nikki Haley answered the abortion question the best that anybody did last night. David in St. Louis, Missouri. David, what you got for us? Hey, yeah, I was just uh, tried calling the other day, but couldn't get through. But uh, you're trying to get everybody uh, to vote for Trump or whoever's the nominee, and they're saying, no, I won't, no, I won't, whatever. But I think we ought to come up with some kind of slogan or chant, like uh, must vote red no matter who's in your head. <laughs> you know, we, we need to get something like that going, you know. I appreciate the call, David. Look, I have spent early this week, I made the argument that everybody out there, 50% of this audience all in on Trump. I get it. He's your guy. He's your champion. 50% of this audience right now, somebody other than Trump. I get that as well. In the wake of the debate, we haven't really talked about this a ton, but I'm going to keep hammering this home throughout the primary season. It's going to make some of you upset. I frankly don't care. Uh, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. And that is that be careful that you don't forget who the true adversary here is. If you're a DeSantis guy or gal, your adversary is not Trump. It's Joe Biden. If you are a Trump guy, your adversary is not Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy or anybody else out there. It's Joe Biden. And that is what I think everyone has to keep in mind because it's going to be kind of toxic and nasty, frankly. It's going to be an internal battle for the next six months-ish, probably, 
And people are going to get fired up, and you're going to be angry at me because I'm not pro-Trump enough. And you're going to be angry at me because I'm not pro-DeSantis enough. And you're going to be angry at your neighbors because they're voting for somebody different than you. And then around March 15th, everybody's going to look around and say, okay, we've got our guy or our gal, and that is who we are going to ride with against Joe Biden or whomever the Democrats put forward. Uh, Aaron in Virginia Beach, Virginia. How are you doing, sir? Fantastic. How about you? Excellent. Um, I watched the debate. Vivek killed it. I think DeSantis was second. Um, Chris Christie, to me, is just a waste of time. He's just a Trump hater. And and I just listened to the interview he, he just had with him, and I just think the stuff he's saying about the, uh, the stuff that's going on in Georgia is just a joke. Uh, we all know what it is. It's a political hit job. And um, I just that's my two cents on it. Appreciate yeah, it. Just, think, well, Look, Chris Christie, whether you like him or not, is an incredibly uh, well knowledge, well known uh, figure in the world of legal uh, district attorneys, U.S. attorneys prosecuting. The last time we had him on, the Hunter Biden plea agreement was happening in real time. He was phenomenal breaking all that down because he's been in the courtroom. He knew exactly what was going on. I think he's really, really good. At breaking down the situation in Atlanta, in South Florida, in New York City, and in D.C. from a legal perspective. If I were running for political office, I would want Chris Christie to be an asset that I could lean on in terms of the legal process. Because I think he knows it really well as a prosecutor. Uh, but I also think that Chris Christie is going to have real trouble coalescing any sort of audience around him because he's so anti-Trump. And I think he knows that. And he may be able to compete and maybe even win New Hampshire. I don't think that's crazy. As he pointed out, he's up to 14% in New Hampshire. He may have a viable chance to win it. It's why I started this week by telling you he was one of the five people that I thought was a legit competitor. The only thing I would change after the debate in terms of analyzing who I think are legit contenders. I thought Nikki Haley was a lot better than Tim Scott. And coming into the debate, I had Tim Scott above Nikki Haley. I thought between the two that Nikki Haley was far better last night on the stage than Tim Scott. Doesn't mean I agree with everything Nikki Haley said. Doesn't mean I disagree with what Tim Scott said. I actually agree with a lot of what both said. But I just thought Nikki Haley was a better advocate for herself than Tim Scott was for himself, which is ultimately the job of being on the debate stage. One of Buck's hobbies, knowing his way around firearms. Right now he's over in Scotland. I don't think he has access to his firearms. Uh, Buck's a talented marksman, years of training and practice. And when he can't get to the gun range, he practices at home with a training tool called the Mantis X. A lot of gun owners use this for their training as well, including the military. Put simply, Mantis X is a firearms training system, no ammo, all electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. You can use it at home or on the range. It connects to your phone via Bluetooth and to the Mantis X app. This is called dry fire practice. Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique. It also guides you through drills and courses. Most people see improvement within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X. 
Clayandbuck.com. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go subscribe to the podcast. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, search it out. Remember, Buck is in Scotland. He'll be back with me Monday. You can hear the interview with Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, also our buddy Sean Hannity swung by. He'll be on many of these same stations in a little over 10 minutes from now. A lot of you want to weigh in. Breaking news, by the way. Trump saying that he is going to surrender himself in Atlanta, where he will pay $200,000 in bail money at 7.30 p.m. tonight. So you can expect a lot of coverage uh, for that Atlanta indictment and now surrender from Donald Trump, fourth different jurisdiction where he will be facing charges. A lot of you want to weigh in. I'm going to ask you to go fast so I can get as many of you as possible here. Aaron in Colorado, up first, what you got? Hey, how full is the docket? Because they haven't prosecuted any other crimes so that it's now clear up, cleared up for Trump. Yeah, it's a great question. It's crazy. For those of you who don't know, Fannie Willis, prosecutor in Atlanta, has requested a trial date now of October 23rd. I thought that was so crazy when I saw the headline go up. I had to ask the staff, is that October 23rd of this year? Or next year, because I actually thought it had to be next year, because she had previously requested a trial date of March. Zero percent chance of that happening. I thought Chris Christie discussing that was very, very good. Bob in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Yeah, thanks, Clay. I think these uh, debates are great for the American people, but 
I think what Trump pulled was a ch- very childish act by not showing up. He should have been there to face the music and tell us exactly where he stands and what he thinks, not in competition. Thanks for the call. Uh, Trump, obviously, really was only a focus of about 20 minutes of the debate last night. Fox teased it right after the first hour as they went to the second hour was the discussion. You heard a lot about that from both Vivek and Chris Christie. Michael, in a wonderful town of Charleston, South Carolina, what you got? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to see if you can touch on some of the um, Soros rumors that have been going around uh, Vivek lately, because... I've heard a couple things, but haven't looked into it, and just uh, wanted to see if you had any info. Yeah, so there is the allegation going around that Vivek has accepted money from George Soros. That's not true, uh, and Vivek himself could explain this in detail, but he took a merit scholarship from George Soros's brother that allowed him to attend Harvard for law school. So, uh, again, there's an allegation of George Soros funded money. No, he took money on a merit scholarship that is a found, that is evidently they, they, the Paul and Daisy Soros fellowship that goes to a lot of different students that allows students to attend, I believe, graduate school. Vivek went to Harvard for law school in addition to, I believe, going to Yale undergrad. That is where that rumor comes from. It was a merit scholarship. Nate in Georgia, what's up? Yeah, I think I think quite a few people did good last night, but I worry uh, about Trump and I worry about some of the other candidates going too hard at Biden because in his diminished capacity, it's going to start to look like the schoolyard bully picking on the weak kid. That's and I don't want him getting any. I think Nate, that's not a bad angle, and that's kind of what I was talking about with the idea of somebody who's really smart, like Vivek or Ron DeSantis, or frankly even Trump himself. Being on the same stage with Joe Biden, Biden so mentally and physically diminished that it's going to be hard for him, I think, to even do two or three hours in a row. And that ties in with Mike up in Cape Cod. What do you think? Well, first of all, anybody that's questioning, well, what, what's Trump going to do? What's this? Like? We had four years of Trump. But the country was running great. Yep. I don't think that there is a Republican out there who can't beat Biden. It's a great call from Mike in Cape Cod. I do think Biden is so diminished now. Electability has moved down the flow chart to a certain extent for many Republican primary voters. We'll see if it emerges again. But Biden is such a weak candidate. I really do believe that almost any of the eight that were on the stage last night, as well as Trump, could could beat Biden because of how bad he is. Back tomorrow, Friday. Thanks for hanging with us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.